Hello and welcome to Fangirl Happy Hour. I am Anna and I'm here today with my fellow fangirl Renee Woo! to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, I don't think we need to intro this movie and the only thing that I'm going to say is that we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie and if you don't want to be spoiled you should probably stop now. And go to the movie. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to us. Exactly. About you really don't want to be spoiled for this movie. No, you don't. Except if you are called Anna. Except if you're like Anna and spent the day before the movie came out looking up all the spoilers. Yes, I was completely spoiled for this movie. Were you spoiled for this no, movie? No, I was not spoiled for anything because I quit watching every piece of promotional material that came out. I was a hundred percent spoiled for this. A hundred percent? Only a hundred? Are you sure it wasn't like more like a hundred and fifty-seven percent spoiled? A hundred percent spoiled. I knew every single detail of the movie going in. I was still very excited. The part where Han Solo was about to die, I knew it was coming, and I started like holding my partner's hand very, very tight, and he was like, "Oh, you are so spoiled, aren't you?" And I said, "Yep, and something horrible is about to happen." So, I like how he knew immediately that you were... He, of course! He knows me. He knows me completely. I like to be spoiled for everything. What were our overall impressions of this movie? Let's rewind just a little bit. How many times have you seen it? Twice. Twice. I have seen it once. I want to make a point here to everybody to hear <laughs> that I don't know how this happened. It's like we swapped places or, or something. Because Renee, the person who hadn't even watched the first movies ever until this year, until I made her, has seen this movie twice, and I have only seen it once. I am so, so proud of the monster that I created. It has a cute robot. What do you want from me? <laughs> it has... Poe Dameron. But let's not go there just now. Let's save it. Let's go back to your question about how did we feel about this movie. I loved it to the point where I came out of the theater and said I think this is my favorite Star Wars movie of all of them. It's my favorite Star Wars movie of all of them. So if we go back to our episode about Star Wars, when we asked ourselves that question, what is our favorite Star Wars movie, then we would have a different answer now. Yes, we would. I would. Yes, I would. Absolutely. Why do we think it's the best one? Is it because it has everything from the original trilogy, but updated to a more modern sensibility? Yes, it's like A New Hope, but with people who look like me and are white guys. Yes, right? It looks like a universe of really diverse people. Yeah. It feels like... A future, even though in theory this is supposed to have happened a long time ago. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, that's true. A long, long, long time. A, a long, a long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away or something. But, yes. so, you know, whatever. But when I think about, like, future and space adventure, I, I, this is these are the kind of people I picture in the future. Exactly. The other thing that made me love it so much was that it has... The lightness of the original trilogy. It doesn't have the stupidity of the prequels. The acting is one billion times better than anything that came before. Especially Finn, Ray, 
and Poe Dameron. Are you going to say his name like that every time? I am going to say his name like that every time. Okay. I'm I'm forewarning all of you. Have you been following the reviews and the commentary around? Well, it's hard to miss because it's taken over the internet. Yeah, I followed it. Like, where that whole big drama about how Ray was a Mary Sue, which I hate. I hate Uh, this whole... And not even that he said it. It's just that Mary Sue, to me, comes out of fandom. It's a very specific Spanish term used in a transformative work environment and culture and removing it to apply it in mainstream culture feels really sexist to me at at any way you do it i don't like it when authors like use the authors or even reviewers actually reuse the term to talk about original characters basically that aren't finished characters because there's an element of sexism there that I really think people should examine. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand what is this framing that you have. Mary Sue's are like a really specific like self-insert character so women and girls could see themselves in a narrative. Like it's a very, oh, I'm the hero of the story. I'm going to insert myself into whatever it is. And be the hero and be the one everybody likes and be the one with all the talent and the skill. And it's like... Okay, so that starts in fandom. Yeah, you can look it up on fan lore. It came... I can't remember what fandom now, but it came out... But it definitely came out of, like, fandom early for, like, decades ago. And so the fact that now screenplay writers, like, male screenplay writers are using it to deride... A character, like, an original character in in a movie mostly written by men... Just, it grinds my fucking gears. Like, so basically, they're taking an empowering term and then using it in a derogatory way. Well, it's become derogatory. It's women. become derogatory in fandom too. But right, okay. But the way, but outside of fandom, it's definitely derogatory. I've seen people reclaim it. Like you've seen the Mary Sue, the website. They yes. reclaimed it in a very, very positive way. But when men use it that way, and when women use it that way to talk about how a character is terrible or boring or whatever else. I found it extremely sexist and think people should just stop doing it. Don't do it. And especially in the context of of Star Wars itself, it's absolutely bullshit. Nobody would say that about Luke. And Luke and Rey are the same type of character. Deliberately. Deliberately. Absolutely. I, I found it really interesting. And when I say interesting, I mean stupid. How... How the guy, who was it? It was the director of something. It was a, no, a DC guy, DC Comics guy, wasn't it? I have no clue who it was, and I don't give a shit, actually. Okay, so the, that person came out to say that Ray is a Mary Sue character because she's unbelievable. And he listed all the things that made her unbelievable because she's good at everything. And she speaks more than one language. Well, congratulations, Anna, on being a Mary Sue. I am a Mary Sue. So How would you say fuck you dude in Portuguese? <laughs> so yeah, obviously we disagree with that guy. There was a huge backlash to his opinion and he had, you know, inevitable white man tears about being called sexist, which that was a yeah. sexist comment. I don't agree with calling him sexist wholesale, but when you make a sexist comment and somebody goes, Hey, that was kind of a sexist comment and you like double down uh, no, no, I'm just done with you. 
So I really liked all the criticism and commentary that came out of that from a lot of women writers who came from fandom. I thought it was fascinating. Ray as a main character is so great. The marketing really kind of fooled us a little bit because they... It's a lot of misdirection. There. Yeah, they gave Finn... All the posters and the trailer was was cut in a way that implied that he was the one with the force mm-hmm. or that he was the one that was going to be using the lightsaber. Right. But I think right? what happened is that Ray's the one with the force and Finish is force sensitive. It's a flip yes. of what happened in the first trilogy where Luke was really talented in the force and Leia was force sensitive. But they flipped the script for this movie, which I thought was amazing. I was so uh, happy. Oh, my God. We should just then talk about the parts that we loved so much. Like, for example, the first time that she uses the Force. And then when she picks the lightsaber. And I mean, think, we would just be here and, citing and, the whole movie. And Anna. Kylo Ren is like, Kylo Ren's like, give me the thing. And she's like, no, it's mine. Well, not in those words, but, you know, with their minds. And, oh my god. As in, of course, we have the jacket scene as well. Yeah, I I mean, I knew it was happening because I'm, I read an article where somebody had posted pictures of Poe wearing the jacket, but then Finn wearing the jacket, and then going question mark. So I knew something <laughs> was going to go down there. And what I got was wonderful. I was like, was oh so gosh, cool. you got to make out right now, immediately. Oh my god. No, no, no. Is that my jacket? Yes, yes. Do you want it back? No, no. It looks so much better on you. Ah, oh, <laughs> come on. After they run toward each other in slow motion. And okay, embrace. So not, okay, so not really in slow motion. That was inside my brain only. But, yes. That was such, uh, like, if that would have been, had been a man and a woman, they would have they would have dubbed, like, Just they would have so- totally gone, heterosexual romance right here. Oh, yeah. Disney I- will never do it. I mean, all think? no. I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna go there. Uh, but but... I don't know. Do do you? So Disney released the book from Chuck Wendig just before this movie came out, and the book has gay characters as the main characters. Well, that's so it's a material. Disney, but it's a Disney. Matter. So I, I think maybe they were just you know. Preparing the ground. Preparing the ground. I don't need. I'm. I'm ready for them to stop preparing the ground. I'm ready for them to just go they for just it. Just do it. Just do it with Poe Dameron and Finn. Yes. Finn. And then in so, later movies, they can just be become a poly ship, and I'll be okay with yes. that too. Okay, that's fine. I would be okay with that as well. So, are we then on the shipping side? Those are the two that we ship, right? There is a lot of ships floating around out there, but Finn and Poe are the ones that. I'm definitely on the board with. Yeah. I really like also, I really like Finn and Ray too. I think that's really great. But I'm also at that point where, oh, well, we have a white woman as a main character. Maybe don't ship her with anybody. Let's try that out for a size. Let's yeah. give that a shot. I'll, I'll be happy with that. I don't ship her and Finn. I didn't get that vibe from them, especially in the end when she was like, I'm, I'm going to come back, my friend. And I was like, okay, so I don't think she has those types of feelings for him, although those can change. But That's what fanfic is for. <laughs> yes. Wait, we had so to have talk. You, have, you, have you read any? Not yet, fiction? no. But oh, yeah. we had to talk about my favorite character. Is it BB-8? Yes. Wasn't it great? BB-8 is my new favorite character. 
and it had a personality. Uh-huh. Such a strong personality. Oh, the best part is when it gives a thumbs up. Yes. The whole oh. theater I was in cracked up. It was such a good moment. That was so I also liked good. when it would like send out like ropes to catch itself and how it walked on stairs and how sad it got when it thought Poe was was gone and how happy and then, it was to was, see him. He came back and was like, oh my god, I love this little guy so much. Oh, little girl. We don't know that there is no gender, right? We don't know. It's. I mean, I think most people have been go- going with the he pronoun. That's what I see the most often. I don't know. Who knows? Go with what you want. Singular they is like the the number one word in America or something this year. <laughs> Go with it, guys. It'll be fine. So yeah, BB-8 was my favorite character. I was so happy. I wanted more BB-8 content. That's my only complaint about this movie. There was not more BB-8. <laughs> um, I loved all three, all three main characters. Ray, more especially. I came out of that movie really in love with Poe Dameron. And Oscar Isaac, I it just it just flipped something inside my brain. That guy, he's exactly the type of character that I love, especially when at the beginning, when he's captured by Kylo Ren. He's like, <laughs> he's like, so do you talk first? Do you talk first? Do I talk first? I was like, oh, you're so awkward. It's beautiful. I was a goner then. That is just me right there plus you know he has the whole latino thing my type of man he looks a little bit like my partner sorry guys it's true he does yes poe dameron i love the name i keep repeating it poe dameron anyway so but moving beyond those do you have thoughts about kylo ren boy he's got some angst so emo such tantrums i don't know it's just he... Enabled by an empire, enabled by the evil empire to be a child, childish guy. Here's my reaction to Kylo Ren. There's a moment when he has captured Rey, but she has used the force to get away. He discovers that she's gone, and he destroys the room with his lightsaber. And there are these two stormtroopers that walk around yeah. the corner, and they look <laughs> they and see what's happening, and they're like, fuck this. I do not get paid enough. I'm leaving. That was me with that character. I see why people like him a whole lot, but I'm just like, I can't do it, guys. I can't. This is just like, I did this too much when I was a teenager. I'm done. I was really I uh, super identified with the parents in that situation. I'm just like, oh god, this is so heartbreaking. Do you think there is a redemption storyline there for him? I really hope not. What I really want to happen is for Leia to choke the shit out of him. Me too. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think probably not. knowing Star Wars and knowing what happened to his grandfather and how he was redeemed, if I think was. it's probably going the same, the same route. I think, and it's I find it really interesting how so many people are shipping him with Ray. Well, I don't know why you found it interesting because I mean that was always going to happen as soon as there was a torture scene. Uh, that's what makes interesting by interesting i mean gross i mean don't no it's not fine their kink is okay anna their kink uh, is okay i'm it's sorry fine. i just find it really i i it just grossed me up so much that whole scene i found it so difficult to watch i can't find romance in there i also feel like they're probably related hmm? 
Yeah, I feel like they're probably related somehow. I've seen lots oh, of theories. Oh, they are. No, absolutely, yes. So, on the top of the torture part, and there's the the related part, which I'm like, okay, I could probably overcome one of those, but probably not both at the same time. No, I don't. I find it really difficult to swallow that. Talking about theories, then, do you think they are brother and sister? Cousins? No, I think they're probably cousins. Although I've seen a few theories floating around who says who thinks that they might be a Skywalker and a Kenobi. There was like an interesting post right. going around about that. I think I shared it somewhere. I should put it in the show notes. But I really found it interesting about how what it changes if she is a Skywalker. What that means for Luke. What that means for Leia. What that means, the fact that they've met, does Leia not know? Like, I just, I've seen a theory about mind, minds being wiped of her existence, kind of like what Hermione does at the end of Harry Potter with her own fathers, and like Luke doing something to erase her in order to protect her. But I don't know if I buy that, and I don't know if I want that to be. Well, Luke case. was training younglings. And something happened, and Kylo Ren cut them all down. And to, I assume what happened is that to protect Rey, who was the last person in that group of younglings, they, uh, like, they left her on this planet, hidden away, so the Empire couldn't find her. But in that case, she's not related to anybody. Yeah, so we don't know yet. It could go either way at this point. Like, obviously, their connection could be. It could be a family connection, and that's why the lightsaber specifically calls out to her. Or it could be the fact that he was her master, her Jedi master, oh, right, and that okay. and he could be calling out to her that way. So it could go either way. Disney depends on what Disney wants to do with it. I don't care either way. I just want her to be in the movie and be amazing. Yes, me too. Do, so that goes, I think that can tie in with our Star Wars episodes. Do you remember Zach's question for us? Oh, right. What was the overarching narrative of the new trilogy as opposed to what was in the previous trilogies? How do you see the narrative, the arc? Well, right now it's apping A New Hope so closely, but in a, like a really fresh way, not a bad way. That's not it. A criticism because it was a really well done film, but it's so close to New Hope that it really depends. Like they get, go all their way with it. Are they going to make Ray just a hero outright, and she's never going to have to like go through the struggle with the dark side, or are they going to put I her th- in that situation where she does have to struggle, and it involves the redemption of Kylo Ren or the non-redemption of Kylo Ren? Yeah, because I, I think a new. A new way of doing things would be Kylo Ren struggling with the light side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wondered about that because they called to it a few times. Quite a few times. And that's how he kills his own father, Han Solo. Please, traumatizing moment. You know, that's what's driving him. But in a way, looking at this new movie, if Rey is a Skywalker, and then that's the third trilogy centering around this one family and how their destiny is intertwined with that of the universe so more than a tale of farmer who becomes a jedi or a slave who becomes a darth lord i see maybe something about the skywalkers 
more than an individual story, a collective family story. But that depends on whether Ray is or isn't a Skywalker. And my money is that she is. I think she's Luke's daughter. Whereas I have no no opinions until they tell me. I will go with what <laughs> Vic tells me until it gets just or whatever. Yeah, but did you think then that this this movie was so close to A New Hope? It felt the same. It felt really... All the beats felt the same. Although there was that weird reveal, which I thought was strange, that they, they put the reveal of Kylo Ren where they did, where he's torturing Rey and he takes off his helmet and that's when that, that's the reveal of that character. Whereas mm. I thought it would be way more effective to do it on the bridge. Oh, yeah. Like, I, do, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I get sort of why they did it when they did, sort of, maybe. But I also think that they could have revealed that it was their son without revealing him until much later. I think it might have okay. had more emotional resonance if they had revealed his face on the bridge itself. Because he drops the helmet. And I feel like that moment would have a lot more emotional resonance if we had just also seen his face, too. But I don't understand why they did it that way. I really, I'm sure maybe there's a plot reason for it. And I don't know about, yeah. enough about Star Wars to know. But I was just like, ah, I would have made that change. It would have felt more natural, I guess. Because okay. it felt sort of like a letdown when it happened. I was like, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's you. I don't know who you are. Random white dude, but hi. You're here now. Uh, I didn't expect you to take off your helmet. Okay, you're no longer intimidating. You're just a, you're just a sad I, kid. I think maybe maybe that's the point. That such an unintimidating person can do such a horrid thing as patricide. How did you feel with Han Solo's death? I did not see it coming. I legit thought that I was going to watch them go to the bridge and have Han do exactly what Leia told him to do, which was bring their son home. Uh, I really? thought, I, I don't know why, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just idealistic and silly, but I was like, oh man, this is going to be a great father-son moment. He's going he's gonna to convince Ben to come back with them and it's going to be beautiful. And then he kills him. And Chewie's reaction was my, my, my oh, reaction. Oh my god, I know. It was like... Man, I, I thought Chewie... on this station. I thought, like, Chewie was just like, fuck everybody in this building. <laughs> I was on. I was, I was. was there with you, Chewie. I felt... Because, I mean, how horrible would that have been for Chewie to watch who so, has... Oh my god. He's been god. with Han for so long and he's rescued him from so many horrible situations to see so... him cut down by his own kid and think about this too Chewie probably watched Ben grow up he probably cared about that stupid kid a lot and loved him because I mean you see how Chewie is with Leia yes exactly so just extrapolate and Leia feeling as well when he died and them not being able to bridge their differences before him dying and that's that is so fucking heartbreaking, I think, because for many of us, Han Solo is such an important character for us growing up. And the romance between Leia and Solo is so intrinsic to the way that we look at romance and movies and characters. 
And now it's and gone. then in one clean swipe, I thought it was a very brave decision. Well, obviously Harrison Ford doesn't want to do this franchise oh, for until he Absolutely. dies. So I don't blame him for being like thumbs up. I'm ready well, to die. I read that he was very insistent that Han Solo should have died in the original trilogy. Oh, wow. Really? So, yeah. And I am imagining that maybe he just said, okay, I'll come back if you kill me. So basically he got his wish, his wish finally. I know a lot of people got really upset. I had a lot of friends who didn't like the movie that came out hating the movie because of that moment. The fact oh, wow. that he died and he and Leia were at odds and their son had turned to the dark side and a lot of them were like that's just not what I wanted for them I wanted them to be happy but I also think that in a lot of ways the last time we talked about Star Wars we talked about history and memory the fact of the matter is that life isn't happily ever after it's not like a pretty existence it's messy and hard and especially when you're living in a galaxy that's plagued by war and conflict Exactly. It, the fact that they were struggling, that they lost their son, that Han dies, it's just them living in a world. They're not idolized characters. Like, they're not idolized characters. There's pe- there are people living in a narrative, and I thought that was really true to, like, a lived-in world, like, a to the world-building itself. Like, it makes it feel like there's a history, and yes. there was struggle. It- but it also fits the template of these movies. Because if you remember in A New Hope, they kill Ben Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So Rey immediately right, lost right, her mentor. Right off the bat. And Luke Skywalker lost his mentor as well. And and if you come into the original trilogy from the prequels that must have been a blown as well and i guess a lot of people who started off with the with the prequels first then they watch the sequels then they watch the originals you know you have obi-wan kenobi such a major character in the first series and then it gets killed right at the start of of the of the original trilogy so in in a way it, it fits and then Again, there is a death of a mentor right at the beginning of The Phantom Menace as well. So it fits the overall narrative of the of these movies that you have that person dying because Han Solo in this movie becomes Ray's mentor, doesn't he? Yeah, and a lot of like it's very light touch. There wasn't yes. a lot of development of it, which there really didn't need to be because the great thing about Ray is that she knows how to do all this stuff. Like, yeah. she has taught herself. She's been alone. She's developed these skills. So he doesn't really need to, like, mentor her in the same way. No, but he offered her a home. He offered mm-hmm. her a job doing something that she loves. And obviously, he offered her friendship as well. The Han moments in this film were so good. Like, they were just so good. They were having a conversation about, have you ever done this before? And he's like... And, do you know if this will work? He's like, I never asked that until after I done it. <laughs> yes. uh, it, felt, it felt like classic Han. It really did. It felt so true to the the character that we met when he was much younger. And then at the where they stop to get help for BB-8, they Finn is like, I'm a big deal. And Han is like, listen, women always figure it out. Oh. <laughs> they always yes. figure it out, dude. 
But in a way, I also appreciated that it shows, it showed on him the years and what life has done to his carefree attitude. It showed when he met Leia again, and it showed when he had his scene with Kylo Ren in the end. He is Han Solo, but he's also now a father of a person who is very troubled and he's trying to do right by him. And you could feel that in the way that Harrison Ford portrayed those things in that character. We're he really, yeah, we're really touching. Down. It was really touching. And it killed me. Even though I knew he was going to die, you should have seen my heart was beating so fast. And I was pre-crying before he died. Of course, I cried when I read the spoiler. Of course you did. I cried when I read the spoiler. So I cannot believe they're going to do this. And then when I saw it, the way that it happened, I really appreciated the way that they did it. And I don't feel like it was a wasted character. For the things, for, for what you said, for the things that you said, for what it shows about the world, about what's happening in that universe, it, and it fits the overall narrative of Star Wars. So in a way, this is, premium star wars so is there anything that you do not like i can't really think of anything like it's a very entertaining movie like it moves really fast the pacing's good like i I mean there wasn't enough bb8 let's just be real uh sorry guys i don't don't think there was enough leia no that's another thing that i thought about and i'm wondering if they focused on han because they knew that he was he was gonna die his story was coming to a close so they featured him so now i'm curious are we gonna get more leia in a future film because that would be really cool what would be super cool is that maybe her and ray have a stronger relationship in the next film that would be neat like if they bonded that would be cool i would be down for that let's do that come on call me disney i have lots of ideas about how you could develop your female characters because well, this movie didn't, they didn't talk to each other much. So that was a problem. But you see, who stayed behind with her was Finn. Mm-hmm. So maybe she would bond with Finn. She would bond with everybody. Be... Let's bond. Oh, yes, that's true. Let's that's have Leia be, be a fan of everybody. The cool, the cool grandmother. What, Anna? No. What? No. No. That's terrible. I like cool grandmother. So you're fired. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, the cool general. Yes. Okay. She's a cool general. She's, She's a cool. cool general. Okay. I like that there was randomly Greg Gunberg. <laughs> but there's always gonna be a Greg Gunberg in the G.J. Abrams movie. I'm just like, where? Whoa, there you are! I did not expect to see you there. Felicity. <laughs> I always think of Felicity when I see him. So, did you think it was very easy to destroy the Death Star? The do Death... you think it was? It was. Do you think it was very silly to have another Death Star? It was called did a you star. Care? It was called a Star Killer, Anna. Ah, uh, okay. So it's different then. Aha. Uh-huh. Star Killer sure. base. I don't know. I would say that. The, well, the king... my partner was really irritated with the science. Well. <laughs> Listen, he needs to stop watching these movies for some science. So true. <laughs> so true. If I ever write a space opera or whatever, I'm going to send him my book and be like, okay, how much does this make you cry on a scale of 1 to 10? Like, are you, are you, uh, is, are you misty or are you crying tears of blood? 
I expect to get a full Tears of Blood 10 back whenever I send it to him. Okay, it's a deal. Let's do that. <laughs> but yeah, the sign. No, the signs was like, how are they? Where are they getting their sons? Wouldn't you eventually run out of sons? I'm confused. <laughs> where is that okay, coming no. from? Are you just attracting them? You're like, here, son, come here. Come okay, here. Listen, with, like with every single other Star Wars movie, I was like, can we get done with all of this shenanigans? so I can just see the characters that I love. Where is Poe Dameron? Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much are Finn and Poe making out when Finn gets better? 11. Exactly. This movie was so... Uh, this movie was so, so fun. It was... I can't believe I've seen it twice and you've only seen it once. That's... that's I'm still not over that. And I'm going again. I'm going to force my friend Matt to go and wow. see it with me. Before it leaves. This he was like... amazing. He was like... My mission, my life's goal has been accomplished. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Yeah, so you, you need a new I... goal. Yeah, because yeah. I, I told him, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta go see this movie. This poor, this poor guy who's like working like eight million jobs. I'm like, we're gonna go see this movie. You're not gonna escape. He's like, no, it's not gonna be in theaters very much longer. I'm like, are you kidding? It's not even been in theaters a month. We had this discussion where it only feels like it's been out forever because it's made so much money when movies make this much money we're like oh wow it's been out for a long time no no it hasn't been out even a month yet congratulations guys it's like the number one movie in the world and it's not even been out a month so the power of star wars that's amazing what do we think about the fact that so the movie came out and george lucas made this kind of a like terrible statement where he compared selling Star Wars to Disney to com- selling his children to white slavers which he, uh, which he what? later yeah which I he later see that. he later walked it back and said I'm sorry he apologized so it's fine but like what do we think about this cuz the the original trilogy came out and it was well loved it became a cultural touchstone but then he did the prequels and they got roundly trounced by critics and fans alike. I mean, there's the people who like them, but mostly people are like, oh, the prequels, well, you can take them or leave them, whatever. He sold this to Disney and now we've removed the creator from the process of making something that he made. So when we think about this on a, like a smaller scale, a lot of times we like media where the original creator is involved. Like, yes. like, um, like I'm thinking about like the Expanse, right? This being adapted, uh, the books by James S. A. Corey, but they're still involved in the development of the show, which is good, and we think that's a positive. But in this case, in the Star Wars case, everybody is like super relieved that George Lucas is no longer involved in his thing that he made, and I think that's a really interesting distinction because. Like, what does that mean? That we're happy that Disney took it took it from him and made something that we all enjoy. Whereas, Oof. generally, when we think about this, we would be like, no, no, the the the, region, the regional creator should be involved. Like, so it stays true to the true to the origins of the thing, but not in this case. So, what, like, what's that's just really interesting to me, and I've been thinking about it a lot. When I don't know, that's a very loaded question. I th- I'm really glad he's gone. Sorry, Jeff Lucas. On one, hand, well, on one hand, I feel sorry for the guy because it's his creation. And on the other hand, I am relieved because obviously when he tried to do the prequels, they didn't work that well. I- I'm trying to think of other movie or book to screen book 
to movie adaptations. And I don't think most authors or creators get involved when their work is adapted. John I think. Green was heavily involved in all his all the adaptations. Yeah, but I work. think this is these are very the the exception to the norm. I think. So I'm just really so, I'm just really curious, but like I mean, generally we would we prefer it when people are involved with involved their... with the adaptations of their work, even though it's a different medium. We prefer it when the original creator is there to be like to be like put their foot down, and be like, oh no. But in this case specifically, culture itself, like culture itself, is just like woo, man, we dodged a... a bullet. No more George Lucas. You know what I mean? Well, it's that question of the experience and memory. We have the memory of the experience we had with him doing this. And it's not a good memory. I just wonder, too, if the original trilogy came out and then we got all this computer technology and the ability to make more like, realistic-looking aliens and planet planetary vistas and whatever else... The time between the original trilogy and the prequels was so long that too many people had like internalized their own reading of how this universe developed and how it started and where it came from. That when he tried to go back and tell a new story that was just basically a stepping stone to stuff we already knew, it just didn't work that well. And like I'm wondering if it was just because it was so long after that it just did not work because it wasn't something new. It was revisiting material that we already technically knew in quotes. I just I'm constantly I, curious about I, transformative work in that way because because he spent there was such a long gap that I don't see how the prequels could be considered anything else other than transformative work because the original trilogy was so old and has was so well established. It's really interesting. I don't know how to answer that question. It's a very complicated question. And I'm not sure I, there's an answer to it because no, I think it yeah. I think it differs for for anybody, but I think it's a good example of what Disney did to make this successful was to tap into what made the to ignore completely ignore the prequels and tap in because you'll notice there's no callbacks really to the prequels. To was tap into that love for that first film, but create something brand new and fresh using that template which jj abrams is actually really good at doing unfortunately for everybody who mm -hmm. hates lens flares and create something that was had the same tone so they could create they could recreate that moment and george lucas could no longer do it because i guess maybe he was too maybe he was just too close to the thing he, he had created so he could no longer detach himself detach himself or or see the, very clearly. Or see because... the things that people had imbued the series with, the emotions. He couldn't get there because he was too close to what he, what he had made. Because the prequels diverged so much in terms of tone, in terms of storytelling, in terms of imagery. It, it, they are starkly different, the prequels and the originals. You can never go back. To the person you were when you created something. No. And once you create something, you're changed irrevocably forever. And I think that's maybe what happened here. But because we brought pe new people in, new writers, new directors, new producers, they remember that feeling that maybe they George Lucas can't deal anymore because it's his thing and he's so close to it. But they can remember and they can bring it back for everybody else. That's really beautiful, Renee. I like that. Thank you. And I think that's the feeling I got. I felt 
from the film itself, this, like, immense love and respect for this cultural object. I mean, it was, you know, it was poking, it poked fun at itself, and it had good humor, but it, I mean, it never felt... It felt, it felt respectful. Yeah, it never felt like... And it, it felt respectful to the fans mm-hmm. as well, to the people who love it. And of course it's not going to be for everybody. A lot of people are going to be unhappy with some of the things and how they developed. But I really think it's a good start. And I'm okay that it repeated A New Hope in a lot of ways. Because it that movie had to do so much work. It had to be a touchstone. It had to do all these callbacks. It had to please pick people who missed feeling like they felt during the original trilogy but it also had to draw in new people and i really think it did because you know zach loved it my partner and he grew up with star wars i didn't grow up with star wars at all and i love this movie i saw that i've seen this movie twice i'm going to see it again before at least theaters and i mean i think they did their job really well they had it was a tough tough nut to crack and i really think disney did a great job i have problems with like some of the marketing decisions they've made but Mostly, I just came out of this movie so incredibly, like, happy and joyful. Me too. I agree completely with you. Five out of five space bees. Exactly. Six, even. Oh, wow. We're giving them a rare (laughs) sixth space bee. Oh, yes. Hannah. (laughs) Do you know what? Yes. Yes. That would make a Jedi bee. The sixth bee... It's the mythical Jedi Bee. So we're going to wait for episode 8, which is probably not coming out until 2017. Yes. But we have an in-between movie coming out this called year. Called Rogue One, is that what it's called? Yes, and it's a prequel. It's before New Hope. Oh, wow. So they're actually going to attempt to do yeah, the prequels again. That's going to be interesting. That's well, cool. Well, it's just right before A New Hope, and it's about the team that investigates how the Death Star works. So it's kind of like Space Pirates. Like, I'm already, like, I, I'm I already in. I am so into it. I am I'm so already, you said Space Pirates. I'm like, okay, I'm, so, okay. I'm, 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 I'm with a, you. It's a space team that gets tasked to try to find out the secrets about the Death Star so that they can do what they do in the New Hope. It's going to be awesome. I am so excited about this movie. And then apparently the young Han Solo is going to do a cameo in them. Oh god, I saw I've seen the casting info. Oh, it's so awful. Please. It's all terrible. I'm like, who? I wanted to remove my eyeballs. I, I hate just... all of those actors. I'm so sorry. I don't hate all of them. There's one I like. He was in. I think he was in Fantastic Four. And oh, some... that's the one that I hate the most. No, I love that guy. I think what's his name? Teller or something. He I was. I really didn't like him. I, I... Don't like anything he's in. I love. I love that guy. I think he's so awkward and cute. Um, but like other yeah, than that, I was like, well, he's no Han Solo. Well, no, but no, I don't agree with any of their casting choices. I really feel like they should go. Find somebody completely unknown for exactly. this role. Exactly. Like he should have. He should have like maybe a some commercial credits where he did like a yogurt commercial. Yes. When he was twelve, and that's it. That's I agree. All. I agree with that. But I mean, like that. Like, I I tend to think that we're just gonna get screwed. It's gonna. This is such a huge franchise at this point. Like they're gonna pull in known people because. They want to maximize their chances for getting people into the theater, and known faces tend to help that a little bit. Well, I don't know, because the entire cast of 
Force Awakens. They are brand new. There was or, no way people were not going to go see this movie. There was no way That's, that was going to uh, happen. They could okay, take a risk I, on the people they cast because there was no way people weren't going to be had their butts in the seats. But now they have to bank on like really good stories and the people yeah. that they cast. So I think it's going to be much harder to convince people to go just because it's a Star Wars property. Okay. That, that makes sense. Well, let's talk before we go about my space boyfriends, <laughs> C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh my god. <laughs> and how their relationship in this film mirrored Han and Leia's. Oh yeah. Because they separated because R2-D2 was like, well, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm logging out. <laughs> And he had the map all along. That's a little bit of a I, not yeah. exactly well plotted part of the thing. But I actually fine. wondered about that. Like he did 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 he had the map all along, or was he like shut down, like searching databases like wirelessly or something? That's my brain tried to excuse that moment so by going. Okay. <laughs> that's why he wasn't active. He wasn't actually there. He was like searching. He was like wirelessly searching the galaxy from the map. I don't. Do you know? I'll, I'll go with that one as well. I have no I'll, go that. That's... I'll go with that. I'll go with that. That feels like that feels like so, so much bullshit. But that's what my brain did in the theater the first time. I'm like, wait, yeah. okay, I... yeah, let's fine. It's fine. Let's... <laughs> let's move on. But I like, I like the part when C3PO came out of the of the starship <laughs> and it was like, do you see my? Might not recognize me because I have a new red arm. And I was like, really. He's so awkward. <laughs> and I liked Leia's look at him. Like they communicated non like non verbally. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. And like everybody on Tumblr sent me you guys know who you are, several of our listeners sent me these screen caps of the I guess a book talking about stores and how C three PO would sit with R2D two and sometimes even talk to him and sometimes even pick fights while he was shut down. I'm like, this is heartbreaking. But their story had a happy ending because R2D two woke his up. Friend. His his Aww. husband, Anna. Let's be clear. He lost his husband. It's because now they have a baby to adopt. It's true. They have to bring BB eight up. I mean, BB-8 is pretty, pretty good. Uh, as, that's true. As... I don't think I don't think he needs any teaching. That's true. He's pretty. He's pretty smart already. I I'm sure that he'll be the one who will get Poe and Finn together. Fingers he's, crossed. Yes, he's totally the wingman there. <laughs> I want a robot wingman. Poe Dameron. Yeah, he's real pretty. <sighs> Why do you have a plush BBA when what you really need is like a a full size Oscar Isaac blow up doll, Anna? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Does anybody know where we can get one of those? Because no, I just need the link. I'm just asking for a friend. Oh my god, that is so awkward. No, that's please. Let's move on. So, what else do we have to talk about? I'm blushing. I feel so red right now. <laughs> Did you cry? No. <gasps> Sorry. Heartless. I know. God, I'm an asshole. Oh, man. I cried. I think it's because I don't have the same connection to some of these characters. That's that true. everybody else does. So It could be. I mean, if they ever kill any of my, my, my babies, Ray Finn or Poe, I'm just going to be like, fuck you, Disney! Fuck you! And I'll just be like a, a wreck for months. They better not do it. It better not happen. 
No more cutting off hands. No more killing people. I'm done. We should we should make a bet. Whose hand is gonna get chopped? I'm not. Ma- I'm not doing this. I'm not taking this bet. This is too dark. Too dark. You know, even C3PO lost a hand now. Well, BB-8 doesn't have any hands to lose. I'm not so doing he might it. Lose the, he might lose the lighter. Um, <gasps> I'm not. Ma- I'm not taking this bet. It's not happening. <laughs> nice so dark now. So this is our Star Wars: The Force Awakens episode, a year in the making. Hope you had a good time and hope you have watched the movie as well. And if you did, let us know what you thought. If you didn't, go run pronto to a movie near you. Thanks for listening, guys. Fangirl Happy Hour is Renee Williams and me, Anna Grillo. Renee is also a producer. A Jedi master, she is. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. We love, really, really, we love hearing from you. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at Fangirl Happy Hour, one long word, no spaces. If you like the show, we'd love it if you drop by by iTunes and leave a review. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. Anna is also at Book Smugglers and Renee at Renee. Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by the very talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Renee, thanks for listening and see you next episode.